0: <laughs> okay, hi guys, welcome to POV, my therapist, the podcast where I vent, you listen, and you do not get paid. Um, did I just get off of in- on, Uh, did I just get off of TikTok Live after having a little meltdown because my laptop was not working? Yes, it is. So we are going to try to record this this last time. Um, I made a few adjustments, and I am praying, begging. Hoping the universe will be kind to me today and let me record this motherfucking podcast. Because previously, ignore these fucking dogs hollering outside. Previously, it would not let me record longer than a minute. As you can imagine, that was extremely frustrating for me. Okay? Because literally, I tried recording five different times. Did it work? No. No so I wanted to die simply put okay so it seems to be working better now and I really hope that it fucking works because I really just want to (laughs) work I just want to record this podcast y'all that's it that is now these people are being loud outside That's really all I want to do I've already like had such a fucking week And for this to be happening on top of it Like I just Not to be dramatic But like I just really can't handle it Like I'm a hot gal And I feel like I should not have to deal with Having a hard life Like I feel like when God made me this pretty He intended for me to Fully benefit off of pretty privilege And have the easiest life possible So for anything For any small Inconsiderate Little irritation to happen with in my life, I just don't really think that that's fair for me. I just simply think I'm too pretty to have to deal with anything that's like, just like not what I want to deal with. Like, you get what I'm saying? I knew you would. You're hot too. I'm going to take, I'm going to guide us through three deep breaths right now. So we're going to do one inhale. Inhale. Okay, I, I feel like I'm breathing wrong. Okay, weird. <laughs> Another one. That one was very phlegmy because I forgot that I have been holding in a cry for the last hour. So that was very snotty. Um, I think my computer may be fixed because we're going on three minutes and it hasn't stopped. So thank the fucking Lord, I hope... Well, let's not get too excited. Uh, um, as I said earlier, I went on TikTok live and I talked about a handful of things. Um, and I spoke about like how frustrated I kind of became with the podcast itself because I, I'm a very ambitious person. I have a lot of ambition. I have a whole life that I dream for myself. And, and now this podcast has kind of aligned itself into that more. Um, And I think what else was about to be, like, extremely frustrating for me was the simple fact that I look so good. And the fact that nobody would see it was just about to be very disappointing for me and hard for me to admit and, like, deal with. Like, and I'm already, like, getting emotional about it. (sighs) Just kidding. I need to burp. But, um, a lot has been happening this week and... I'm trying so hard to, like, center myself and kind of, like, focus and, like, zone into the podcast. But, like, I did that so many times before only for my computer to fucking just pull me out of it. And, like, it's it's been so frustrating. And, like, so I'm trying to lock in right now and, like, really get my head where I want it to be. But this week a lot's been going on. Um, I saw the psychic for the last and final time. And basically one of the things that she picked up on my energy before even like pulling cards for me was that I have like like I'm stuck like I feel mentally stuck I feel stuck where I am physically like um and specifically with the podcast she doesn't know that I do a podcast she just knows that there's an activity that I'm very good at that I enjoy doing that other people enjoy that I do and But I'm feeling stuck where I am and that, like, I wish, like, somebody would come in and, like, help me and, like, give me a blueprint and, like, kind of, like, show me what to do because I've never done this before. I'm doing it by myself and, like, obviously, like, it's a learning curve. It's a hard learning curve and, like, and I'm a person who likes to have all the answers uh, expect, like, that's why I'm going to see a psychic Duh, Like, you see what I'm saying? You see the problem? We talked about this in the last episode, like tangible need for knowing things. I don't enjoy the unknown. I want to know what is going to happen. I do not have any chill. I don't like surprises. I don't like not knowing what is going to happen. I really don't. I don't chill. I don't go with the flow. I need to know where the flow is going and what time the flow is leaving and what time the flow is getting there. I want to know when the surprise is, what the surprise is, who is going to be there and why they wanted to give me a surprise when I said I didn't want a surprise. I'm just that kind of person who needs to know the details of everything. I am not calm. I am not patient. I do not enjoy the unknown. I need to know what is unknown yesterday before I even knew that it was unknown. Do you get what I'm saying? That's the kind of person I am. I told my cousin today that if a movie has already been out, I will Google the end as I'm watching it and he literally was so disgusted. (laughs) He was like, you're disgusting. I was like, you're disgusting. You enjoy not knowing shit and that to me is an issue. Like, so, so she was basically saying that like I had a lot of wand energy, a lot of blockage, a lot of that going on in my life And she basically picked up on like on a lot of the anxieties that I had, but, but she said that somebody would be coming in, either it's like a mentor kind of relationship, and they would kind of be like leading me into wish fulfillment and getting everything that I want. And they're going to be extremely helpful and knowledgeable and, and have a lot of resources for me. Money, money. Um, and all of these things and then she kept pulling and kept pulling and kept pulling And I think I mentioned that she basically told me who my soulmate was and girl guess what it went back around to my soulmate And i'm just like i'm like that's fine and i'm like excited in a way but I don't see how this relationship can happen because I know this person and i'm just like It's not me It's never me because i'm perfect. Uh, it's not me It's definitely them and I'm just like I have no idea. There, like a literal miracle would. I I said it before. I was like a literal miracle would have to happen for this person to view me in a different way than they do now, just because they've known me for so long, and they've. What the fuck do you want? Just because they've known me for so long and they've seen me in so many different phases of my life, and it's just like I I don't see like the give and take that would need to happen for it to happen. But then something did happen where they were like openly admitted to seeing me in a new light. And I was like, okay, this is weird, but yeah. But over the weekend also, there was like the fact that the moon is going into Scorpio or no, the moon is going into Taurus. Sorry. And the whole point of it that she reiterated to me was that it was letting go of things and being okay if the things that we really want don't work out and releasing things because we have so much faith that they will come back is the best thing that we can do. Um, Yeah, really hard thing for me to do as an anal retentive person, okay? Okay. So she told me that and she basically also she pulled this is hilarious, but she pulled cards on the guy that is my soulmate confirmed soulmate energy. Um, I'm saying quote in quotes because I'm like passively aggressive angry. Um, Not that I don't believe her because I do. But, so she did that, and then she was like, yeah, this is not happening now, like, this is not something that's going to happen tomorrow, she was like, you need to kill the thought that this is going to be something that he wakes up, sees you in a new light, and you're in love, and you're going to be popping out his babies, and sucking his dick every night, like, that's not what's happening here. She was like, this is a long journey ahead, and she was like, and you're going to have to accept that it's going to take time, and she was like, and you need to detach So, you know, not the things you want to hear. Obviously, you want to hear that, hey, I know who your soulmate is and you do, too, because you've always felt that you've always felt that feeling with them. And now it's undeniable. You can't hide it anymore. Um, They're going to wake up tomorrow and tell you that they're in love with you. And they're also going to have the ring ready. uh, And they're going to be ready to make you their wife and for you to have all of their babies. So obviously, that's what you want to hear but that was not what I heard. And I think it knocked me back down to earth. And I, and I definitely feel like I do feel like a level of like space from it. Cause like hearing the same thing so many times in different ways. When I tell you this came up three different times in this hour to the point where the last thing that like the last card she pulled was a, It had, like, a paragraph attached to it, and the paragraph literally summarized this thing, and she pulled it from, like, a deck of, like, 400 fucking cards, and I was just like, I get the hint, I get the hint, let it go, like, you know, let it go, so I'm working on that, I'm doing that, (sighs) okay, so, and, I don't know, like, I think I don't know. I don't know how I feel about any of this. I feel at this point that I know too much. I feel like I've just know. I know too much. I've seen too much. I'm ready for my lobotomy, like dead ass. Like I'm ready for my lobotomy. Like if I could lobotomize, I get a lobot. I could be lobotomized right now, and just like kind of like shut off the part of my brain that like has this like really intense need for love, I would do it yesterday. I really would because like it's so painful. Like. Being a person who wants love and just never being able to get it is such a painful experience. And I get it. Like people tell me all the time, "Decenter men from your life. And like, okay, first of all, I'm just going to get into this rant real quick. Okay. Um, I hear that all the time. And I think a lot of like people don't realize that like men are not the center of my existence. I talk about this on the podcast because this is my place to get that out but they're not the center of my existence. I don't perform for men. I don't leave my house thinking every day that I'm going to meet my soulmate. That's not how that works. Like I'm not your little friend who can't go three seconds without having a boyfriend. I've been single my entire life. My feelings have never been reciprocated. My love for someone has never been reciprocated. After 27 years of that, and knowing from the time that you were like extremely young, that what you've always wanted is to be a mother. After that 27 years of experiencing that, it gets to a point where you just, you're confused. You're confused. Like I, sometimes I genuinely ask myself, like if I am if I am reaping the, be- the if I am reaping what I sowed in a past life, because for my life to be so loveless, and I'm not even talking about love for men, like, I have had a very difficult familial life, and, like, there is definitely an absence of love there, so, you know, and I don't owe it to anybody to explain that, but it's, like, it's, it's shown up in every aspect of my life. This lack of love that I really yearn for. Um, and you know, so it's like, it's not, I think the easiest thing to talk about is men actually is my singledom. Because if I start talking about, you know, Lack of familial love, lack of familial understanding, love that came too late from people that is hard for me to accept now. I'm just going to spend the entire time crying, like boohoo crying. And I know it for a fact because I started talking about it with my friend the other day and oh bitch, I was, it was given, <laughs> like, <laughs> it it was given roots crying, okay? So, and I also feel like that's not something I owe anybody, on a public forum like I don't owe anybody that knowledge of me that depth of me and I'm not going to give it to them so um yeah if you think to even write the comment decenter men from your life or focus on yourself or love yourself first or um stop focusing on relationships I just want you to shove your phone up your booty hole let's get that out of the way um, period. Um, so, you know, that, it it's just been, like, a hard journey. And I feel like this podcast really should be, you know, renamed Divine's Journey to Find Love, whatever. But my, so, my psychic said that I will be in love by my birthday. She gonna be shaking her ass, um, in a tongue on a yacht for her birthday in Dubai so we'll see um as of right now like I'm releasing I'm trying to like release all the all the things that I feel are blockages um I'm trying to remove the anxious feeling that I feel and I actually think like that's kind of subsided a little bit so like I'm just trying to be like more chill and like I'm trying to be calm. I'm trying to do things because I enjoy them, um, because I really want to do them and not because I think that, you know, it's going to give me money or a career or whatever. Um, You know, so I'm trying to do that. But for today's podcast, I thought I would do something fun, which is We Fit a Manifest Or like, we're, we're basically going to, it isn't manifesting. Maybe it's a form of manifesting, but I, you can do it if it's a, if whatever your sexuality is go off. Um, but I am essentially just going to talk about all the things that I want in a person. Okay. Um, in a man particularly, uh, this is something that my therapist had me do a while back. And this is something my my therapist had me do this a while back. And I sat down and I wrote down everything that I wanted out of a man and um, and she was like, "These are the things that you need to do, not do, but like that you need to remember every time you meet a guy, and you know, non-negotiables, you know." And that's what got my ass fucked up. Because I met that man who had me so fucked up and he met, he met like five out of six qualifications and the one qualification he didn't meet or at the surface, because I didn't know him as well as I do now, but from on the surface, it looked like he met five out of six qualifications. You know, the one qualification he didn't meet the money qualification. And that's where I went wrong. Okay. That man was broke. That's what I get. That's what i get and i was over here trying to convince myself telling myself well he's not where he's gonna be in his job yet so obviously he's not gonna be making that much money yet but like in the future bitch, we we plan for the future sure but when it comes to means we need to see what we see now we cannot be making we need to look at trajectory and not potential okay it's given trajectory and not potential And I even had myself fucked up over that because I was looking at him and I was like, oh, that's his trajectory that I made up in my head, that I decided that that was the potential he had, even when he definitely told me that he was not going to stay at that job. Okay. Like, we're never going to get into my like stupidity, but yeah. So now that like, I learned from that and like, I, 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 Y'all, when I tell you, I've never had such an experience where, like, it really hit me in the face that, like, the universe, one, does have my back, even though sometimes, like, she doesn't really feel like it, even though sometimes I feel like I'm fucking free-falling. But it was a nice reminder that I, I need to know that I'm deserving of the things that I want, that I'm not asking for a lot. I'm not asking for a lot, and I'm definitely not asking for too much, and him not having one of the things on my list was too much of a compromise and I deserved more. Because baby by the time that whole situation ended, he had none of the things I wanted on my list. Except being tall. And that's not enough. That's not enough. (laughs) Being tall is not enough. Okay? And I learned that, beach. Okay. So um yeah, so I'm basically going to list off all the things that I want in a man. And you're gonna do the same thing and um or the things you want in a person. And we're basically gonna be making our guideline for manifesting our dream person, okay? Because I really feel like that's something that I wanna do, okay? Cause I don't wanna think about my person who's quote unquote my soulmate, but I do wanna think about the things that I want, like in a person. And so if at the end of the day they end up not being my soulmate and it's somebody else, then you know, I can see that. I can see clearly because I'm looking for attributes. I'm looking for parts of a person. I'm not looking for a specific person. I'm looking for the things that they have, for the qualities that they have that I like. And and I can see those things in other people cuz this person like I love a lot of the qualities that he has. But I have to be okay with, at the end of the day, if he doesn't do the emotional work that he needs to do to be my person, that if somebody else comes along and they have done the work and they have those same attributes, that I'm okay with being with somebody else. You know what I'm saying? That I'm not tied to an idea of who I'm supposed to be with. So that's what we're going to do. First things first though, Uh, should we start with physical attributes or emotional. going to start with emotional so I don't seem shallow because <laughs> um, it's going to get shallow, <laughs> but we're going to start with emotional attributes or like um, the inner stuff, not the outer stuff. So I definitely will say that one of the inner things that like is really important to me is I like a man who is a leader. I like somebody who I feel safe in their presence. Safety is such a huge thing for me. And I think like, not I think, but every time somebody asks me what I look for in a man, without a doubt, one of the first things out of my mouth is I feel safe around them. Okay. I love feeling safe around a man. I really do. And I don't just mean because they're big and they're tall and they're strong, but because I know that they're going to stand up for me if they need to. A lot of the times, like, I... And I think, like, it's even prevalent dating in your own race. I date out of my race. And there's times where, like, somebody that I'm dating who's a minority, like... They're uncomfortable standing up for me because I don't know why, but they are. They're uncomfortable standing up for me. And sometimes that even happens within my own race. And that's not something I really appreciate. But I've had instances where, you know, a man does stand up for me and, like, that shit is sexy. So I definitely want somebody who I feel safe around. Who, if somebody's going to say some microaggression, they're going to call it out. They're going to be like, What did you just say to my girlfriend? Say that or I'm gonna drag you in the middle of the road. Like like I want that safety. I want to feel like if we're fucking and I'm like, oh no, I don't want to have sex anymore, that I'm not scared to say that. <laughs> okay. I want to feel safe in your hands, that you're just gonna be like, Okay, that's fine. Let's do something else. That is so important to me. I don't think I even have to explain why. Um Safety is a very big thing for me. I like men who are leaders. And this is the thing about, like, men being leaders is, you know, people aren't perfect, right? And I actually had this discussion with my sister. My very single ass literally was like, you know, I think I know why a lot of marriages don't work out. Me, my single self, telling that to my married sister. Uh, And her being like, yeah, okay, bitch, I'm all ears. Let's listen with your zero years of experience. Um... But I think that, like, a lot of times, like, men think that being a leader is being like, yeah, I know how to lead. I'm a big guy. I know how to do all these things. I can put a person in their place. No biggie. But I think, like, sometimes being a leader also means that, like, you admit when you're wrong, that you, you're able to look at an atmosphere and kind of take into consideration everything that's happening. And also you know, help people grow in a way. Like, that's what I think of when I think about being a leader. I'm not thinking about somebody who's bossy. I'm not thinking about a, you can be a boss and not be a leader. Um, and I also think that sometimes, like, sometimes men have to, like, have to be put, like, I don't know, you kind of have to, like, you kind of have to, like, I don't know what this motion is that I'm doing, but I feel like you kind of have to wiggle them into their leadership because I do think a lot of men are insecure and there's a lot of like good meaning men who like are insecure and they're scared and they're shy. And like, I think like sometimes like as a woman, I haven't had this experience, but I've seen it a lot in a lot of my friends' relationships that they're like, why doesn't he do this? Why doesn't he do that? Why did... You know, men are very fragile creatures, and I feel like sometimes, and I don't think this even goes for men, but like, if you want somebody to be a leader, I think sometimes you have to give them a position of leadership. And I don't mean like, you're in charge today, fix it. I mean being like, hey, wouldn't you, do you think it'd be a great idea if we did this and this and this? If it's a man, they're definitely going to be like, yeah. And then once that thing works out really well, they're going to be like, I am so smart. I thought of this thing. Hmm. I'm such a smart person. And they're going to feel they're going to kind of like gain a confidence from that. It gives them like a confidence boost. And I feel like sometimes like people need their confidence kind of like built up a little bit. So they start having the confidence in their decision making, because you gave them choices that are both right choices. And then they picked the right choice, even though they were both right choices. And then they're like, oh, yeah, like I have a confidence boost. I'm this, I'm that. And I know like that can sound like, you know, uh, very childish and like a little too nurturing for some people because they're like, I'm not raising a man like I'm not going to do that. But I think there's a little bit of give and take. Nobody's fucking perfect. Okay. That's it. I'm saying that. Cause I'm, I think like, that's the thing that I see so much, like in a lot of like my friends stuff is like their man, not having enough confidence in like themselves and like life is long and people have issues. And if you're, maybe you should be, I don't know. I'm willing to do that. If you're not, that's cool with you. But, um, but I also think, like, this is the thing, though. I think for that to work, you have to have a level of putting your pride aside. And a lot of people are not able to put their pride aside. If I realize that, like, my dude's issue is, like, he doesn't have enough confidence in himself, and I do that, and then he gets combative with me because I he's like, oh, you don't think I can do that? Like, I'm not smart enough to do that. Like, why are you talking to me like that? Like, if they are not able to put their pride aside, then I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not helping you do anything. Like, what the fuck? But... I think, like, if you're able to put your pride aside and they're able to put their pride aside, then, you know, it can work out. I think my might camera... The next thing that I would want in my lover is somebody who's, like, compassionate, who is really patient because I do not have a lot of focus. And, you know, I don't like people getting mad at me over things that, like, I just forgot to do or like stuff like that. Like you don't want a partner who's ever gonna yell at you. And I don't want that. I want somebody who's calm, who's collected, who literally has the composure of Marty Byrne or Byrne, Marty Bird. I need somebody with the composure of Marty Bird. Nothing fucking throttles this man. Like he is so calm. He is so calm and relaxed. And like, I know Jason Bateman is not our idea of like the sexiest man on earth, but him as Marty Bird is very sexy to me because he is so patient. And like, even when Wendy, the amount of times Wendy has deserved a fucking bop in the head and he has just looked at that woman and said, Wendy, what were you thinking? (laughs) I need a man with that kind of composure. I need a man with that kind of calm, with that kind of patience and practicality, okay? Like, every time I watch Ozark, I'm just like, damn, like, where are you in the real world? Like, mine is the drug cartel stuff. But, like, him as a person, like, his absolute composure and, like, the fact that, like, nothing... Bro, it's so funny. Nothing throws throws him off. He gets insulted in his face all the time. And he, like, knows that that... That doesn't make him. And that, like, that's such a cool thing to me. So somebody with that kind of composure, somebody who's extremely kind, and I say kind because anybody can be nice. I think we all learn the hard way a lot of times that niceness is an adjective and niceness is something that anybody can decide to do. Ted Bundy was very nice when he decided to stop on the side of the road and asked women if they needed help. That was very nice of him. What was not nice was when he killed them. That was not nice at all. And he was not choose. He chose not to be nice when he decided to kill them. So, uh, yeah, fundamental difference between niceness. And I think kindness, I feel like kindness is inherent. I feel like kindness, um, there's a lot of physicality that embodies kindness. I think You know, you can always kind, you can always tell when somebody is kind, it is like there is an outpouring of love that comes out of them. Like I want somebody who has that outpouring of love that comes out of them, that they, they are gentle, they are patient, they are kind, they are true, they are honest, they don't gaslight, they don't manipulate. They are humble and they are human and they are divine. Like, and I, I really mean that. And I also, I also obviously want somebody who, when I am open and when I have love pouring out of me, that they take it all in, that it fills their cup and that they are happy to have such a full cup and they pour that love into other people. Like I want somebody who's open to that, who's accepting of that, who is who like is just tranquil and like has love to give, who has fun, who isn't insecure, who, and I think like saying insecure and going back to what I said earlier about like needing their confidence built up. I think those are two very different things. Sometimes I need my confidence built up. Sometimes I need a boost, but I also know when I'm being insecure. Insecurity, there is a, it's not your fault like at all i think in my my moments when i was very insecure i was kind of vile I was an angry person because insecurity comes with anxiety. Insecurity is you're scared of who you are, of who people perceive you to be. So you are on edge. You're, you're angry that people are perceiving you. You're anxious that people are perceiving you. And that anxiety, it really turns into different things. You can lash out at people. You can cry. You can be mad. All of those unpleasant trees, like, And those are the offspring of insecurity, or at least they were for me. So, but, you know, when I need my confidence built up, I find that I'm a little bit more tender, that I'm a little bit more skittish, that I'm a little, I'm not afraid to be like, can you please tell me I'm pretty? Like, I just need you, I need to hear it. I'm in my head. I need somebody else to tell me that I'm pretty. Can you say it to me? I do that all the time. I, the amount of times that I'm like, do you want to hold hands? (laughs) And the person that I'm definitely saying it to, they know that it's not a question, but a request. Do you want to hold hands? I do that to my dog too. I'm like, Presh, would you like to hold hands? I take her little pawn. She's like, get the fuck off of me. And I'm like, thank you for holding my hand. Like, I think like there's a difference in that. Um, what other things? They're generous because let me tell you something: a broke nigga could never love me. A broke nigga, wh- like they, just, oh my god, men who are broke and men who are not generous, like actually, no, let me rephrase that because you can have a lot of money and not be a, and be and not be a generous person, and it's given broke energy. It's you can drive a Lambo because you are cheap and you're not generous, is giving broke, It's giving insecure, It's giving Mr. Krabs, okay? No one wants that. That is one of the ugliest things, okay? And I always find that, I always think, like, I'm like, you're going to lose your money, Because money is like water. It should go and come back freely. You give and you get. You give and you get. But you're so goddamn stingy with it. And the only person that you want to spend it on is yourself. And you don't want to help nobody. And I'm not over here asking for a handout. I mean, like, they don't want to give money to homeless people because they be like, you deserve to be homeless. You go to hell for that. Just so you know. So... Somebody who's generous, who, because like, think about it also. Like, can you imagine, imagine you're with a man. He's rich. He got money. He's not generous, though. He may buy you nice things when it suits him and his cause. Okay, imagine you got kids with that person. And then you got to go back and forth over who I paid for that shoe last week. If your relationship is not going well and like you guys have to like deal with having kids together. Yeah, well, I paid for his shoes last week. You should pay for his shoes next week. I paid for his lunch yesterday why don't you man like what you have money can you imagine like having to go back and forth over these things like these things that are just things that do not make or break your life that's that kind of broke shit that I'm staying away from like because when i you know a lot like i put in my i have a number bitch i have a monthly number income of how much i need my man to make a month okay and yeah a guy can come along and he can make that much money and uh divine will have to stay very far away from him if he's got broke man energy if he is penny pinching in counting every single thing that he does for you. Want to come at you randomly and during the weekday with a text that said, I bought dinner the last four times. When are you going to pay me with some coochie? No, no. Like, don't do that. Don't. Can you imagine you're with somebody? And, like, I'm a very generous person. So, like, I don't really think about, like, money like that. Like, I... If I think of you and I see something and I'm like, oh, you'd like this, I buy it and I save it for you and I give it to you whenever. Um, I'm not really a penny pincher like that because I feel like people who do that, they're 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 constantly think it's going tit for tat, tit for tat. Like I did this, you should do this next time. I did this, you should do this next time. Like I paid for that, you pay for that. I pay for that, you pay i understand that there are people who do take advantage of that and you always want to make sure that like you're not being taken advantage of but like sometimes i watch it unfold in front of my eyes and i'm like you know anybody else would be insulted but like i can see where that insecurity comes from and i'm not gonna hold it against you because i'm gonna keep being generous i mean like this i'm just talking like in general relationships it's not flying with me at all um because, like, just imagine you have a kid together. And then you're going to go tit for tat over everything with the kid. Like, that man will be like, yeah, I I gave him 10 cents worth of milk. What? Like, no. Okay? So, anyways, I, in my diary, I have a monthly amount that my man needs to make. A month. Okay? And it's not no small number either. Um, Thank you. Period. Material girls. Okay? Because um, I like nice things. I like comfort. And, like, it's funny because, like, it's funny because my want for a wealthy husband does not necessarily come from me wanting material things. It comes from me surviving the recession. And it comes from me knowing that when I have kids, his children, I want to enjoy my little friends. I don't want to be a struggling mother I don't want to have somebody that I'm arguing with over money. I want for the moment I get pregnant for my husband to be like, oh, let me get you like a nanny or like a cook and not a nanny because I'm going to leave my kids with them and like just go away. No, not at all. A nanny because children, it takes a village to raise children. And they need a lot of attention, and they need a lot of care, and it's tiring for one person to do it. Okay, so just to have that comfort, and even if I got a nanny for my man to be like, I'm, I want to be an active part in their kids' lives. What do you want me to do? Let me do this thing before you even ask me to do it. Like, that girl, that I'm, I'm basically talking to fantasy right now. But you know what? I believe in God, I believe God can give me what I asking for. I ain't asking for much. <laughs> I'm not asking for much, just a kind man. that's a lot. <laughs> it's a kind, rich man in today's America. I may be asking God for too much, but you know, knock on wood. Mhm, um, what else? Shall we jump into the physical attributes? i'm I'm trying to remember if i covered everything with the emotional obviously loving affectionate yeah because i'm 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 a real touchy person i'm sorry i need a lot of love i need a lot of hugs i need lots of kisses i need mm, i need it all the time like i don't get tired of that like that's i that's a surprising thing but i need a lot of that now to the physical attributes at least six foot because i would like a few little athletes you know i'd like to have like a little soccer player child uh maybe a basketball player if my man is really tall um maybe a tennis player i don't know it's a bit bougie just a bit bougie like that or football player i feel like they'd be a football player if they take after their mummy and they you know get all the thick thighs and the ass and stuff like that um obviously somebody tall someone handsome with a good head of hair, even though baldness does, um, live on the mother side. Um, what else? Obviously, I want somebody like Debonair, who, like, carries himself really well, who dresses really nice. Um, you know, I, I hear this all the time when people are like, we're getting into the physical, physical, okay? Um, does size matter? I Yes. I think size matters. And I've also, I wrote this down in my journal. Yes, I did. I described my man's pee-pee to a (laughs) T. Period. I did. I did. Because as a, you know, as a recovering whore, uh, I've had a lot of experience uh, with different shapes and sizes. And I get the question a lot when guys are like, does size matter? Yes, it does. Because to fill the void left in my soul, that not having a father has left me. There is a size requirement. And I don't think that that is something I can settle on. So, yeah. Um... <laughs> I don't even know where to like. How do you segue from that? I don't know. I don't even understand how I segue to that. I, that was a very blunt entrance. Um, But, yeah. Yeah. Yes. My man's peepee pee is very detailed in my journal. Um, what else? Obviously pretty eyes, nice teeth. But the thing about appearances that is like it doesn't even matter because if you meet somebody nice enough, I don't know if your brain does this, but mine does. That man could be the ugliest person upon first meet, okay? As I get to know them, the more handsome they became. Like dead ass. The more like, like I like this actually happened to me in college where there was this guy. Upon first glance, not my type. Short, bald, just not it. Like just not any description of anything divine would ever be into. Like you just would never believe it, honestly. But the more I got to know him, and like I would have these moments when I'm looking into his eyes, and I was just like, wow. Like, you're literally the most beautiful person on earth. He was short and bold. But you know what? He was kind. He was loving. He was a good fucking person. So, yeah, my brain, you know, she put on she put on a couple pairs of rose-colored glasses. <laughs> a couple pairs of rose-colored glasses. So, yeah. Yeah, it does happen. So, I think at the end of the day, like, obviously, if the person is just kind and they meet all of the internal requirements... Without a doubt, I might be out here walking around with a little bit of a Stanley Tucci, you know what I'm saying? With a little bit of a Truman Capote-looking ass man. Um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, like what really matters is like how they're going to treat you and how you're going to feel. Because the brain will play tricks on your eyes, dude. It's fine. It doesn't matter. And God willing, your children will take after you, you know? You know, it's funny because my mom she tells this story all the time my mom is ruthless okay and she one time she was dating a guy and he said something really fresh to her and her first fucking thing that came out of her mouth was you're lucky I already had my kids because yeah she was like you're lucky I already had my kids because if I was looking for a man to have children with you would not be in the running Mhm, mhm, mhm mhm, mhm, um, but I you know, I always pray to God that like my kids take after me, mhm, It's so funny though, because the other day, my sister she um I don't know even how to describe this, but anyways, her husband works in like He works in proximity to professional football players and she was telling me how she met this football player who was so cute and she's like, oh my God, he's so your type. He's so adorable. You should definitely like, I don't know what she was trying to say, but she basically was like, I need to show you a picture of him, whatever, whatever. She shows me a picture of this man. Why does he look exactly like me? he looks dead ass like me and I'm like I think maybe you thought that would be a good match because he looks just like me and I've never been one of those people who was interested in dating people who look like me and like and by that I mean like I was pretty light-skinned as a child I'm more like red now I'm more like red now but when I was younger I was pretty light-skinned and like I was never really interested in, like, light-skinned men like that. Like, it's either... It's weird, because, like, it's either he has to be, like, really dark. Like, dark-skinned. Like, very, very, like, chocolatey for me. Or... White. No in-between. Obviously, like, that... There's a spectrum, and, like, other, like, races play into that. But, like, I'm never really attracted to, like, light-skinned people... Um, not that there's anything wrong with them, like, there's p- plenty of people who are gorgeous and stuff like that, but it's just like never been my preference. Um, and even like within every sub genre of men, like, this girl on TikTok, she broke down how, um, how she likes the different type of men she likes, and she had like the quirky black boy and like the, um, the, Uh, metrosexual black man and like the so funny he'll laugh you out your drawers you know as I'm saying that she had Drake in the so funny he'll laugh or so corny he'll laugh you out your drawers and I just realized that Drake is a light-skinned man and I am attracted to Drake but to me Drake looks kind of like Arab you know but I don't know anyways moving on um what other physical attributes are there we already said tall. Honestly, tall is what matters. Tall, handsome, well-dressed. Uh, dick exactly how I described in my journal. And nice. Generous. This is like the fucking bar is on the ground. This is not a lot. It's not a lot. And the funny thing is, you will have so many people being like you're asking for way too much. You want a man? Number one, there's the first problem is you want a man. You want a man who's kind. You're already, you have $20 to spend. You're at $18, okay? You want a man who's kind, okay? You want a man who is, uh, has money. You've already, that's another dollar, bitch. You are at $19, you have $20. You want a guy who's thoughtful, 50 cents. You want him to be loving. You want him to be, uh, to put his pride aside and work through your issues together. That costs another $100. You are negative $100 in the shitter. Okay. You're running, you don't have money. You're in debt. Actually you're you've asked for too much. So yeah. So I put these things on my journal and the main point of it is so that when somebody comes, I can kind of weigh my options and see like, Hey, these are my fundamental things that I want in a person. what, are you missing any of that? And what are they? And is it something that I can overlook? Obviously if a guy is like 5'7, yes, we can overlook that. You know what I'm saying? And it's not even anything that needs to be overlooked. I'm five, three. Everybody is taller than me. What are we truly overlooking? Nothing. Cause we're short. So, you know, it's not, you're not, what are you losing? Nothing. You're fine. Okay. But if a guy comes along and he's, he's not that kind Uh, maybe what seemed like an endearing, assholey behavior before really turns into, oh wait, it's not endearing because you don't have the kindness that should that anybody can have, even people who kind of have an assholey behavior. It's not endearing. You're actually just an asshole, point blank. Um, that's a problem. If they're not kind, did I just say that? If they're not like you know, open, if they're not loving, if, if they find it weird that you're so loving, you know? So it's kind of like, it makes it easier to spot red flags. And, um, you know, I think knowing that information, we're still going to steer. We're still going to steer. I steer all the time. And, you know, I, I never want to come on this podcast and pretend like I'm a perfect person who never gets it wrong. Cause boy, do I get it wrong. wrong, Um, um, but yeah, so that's what I wanted to mean. I feel like maybe this episode may have been a little bit blabby, but also like my brain is just like so out of it. Like y'all, I really was upset earlier. Like you have no idea. Like I really was upset. Like my, it wasn't working. I didn't know why. And I realized the reason why it's not, it wasn't working was because I guess this port on the left side of my laptop is fucked up. So I, I, I don't know why it was just like, unplug itself every minute or so but we've been recording for a full hour now and it's fine um I was really upset and like I think like it kind of drained my energy like it drained the excitement and the focus that I had when I was ready to sit down and do the podcast and after trying to record like five different times and it just not working I think like that really that really just like kind of messed with me But, um, yeah, so we've gotten to the end of the podcast. We've built our dream person. We're going to manifest. We're going to, we're going to take that. We're going to close up the book and then we're going to put it away. And, um, when somebody comes into our life, we're going to revisit it. And then if it's this person that we want, we're going to, you know, see what happens. Um, and I will definitely be making, I, I'm not going to see my psychic anytime soon, girl. Um, I will be seeing her in fucking December of 2022 because if I see her anytime sooner, I may just like fucking think myself into a fucking tizzy. Like, and I can't afford that already. I'm already mentally weak as it is. So, um, yeah, I think I've known too much at this point. I've, I've seen enough. I've known enough it's, it's been a ride. Thank you very much. I'd like to get off now. And speaking of getting off, we're getting off the podcast right now. Um, so thank you for joining today. I had a lovely time with you. I love you so much, baby. Um, if you're listening on Apple podcast, please leave a review, please leave a review. Just be like, Hey divine, I love you. Bye. Just leave a little review, leave a kind word, say something nice, you know, um, and leave a rating. If you're listening on Spotify, leave a rating. If you're listening on YouTube, leave a like and leave a comment that says, "We made it. We made it. Okay, we made it. We did the podcast this week. We made it." Um, if you're if you got to the end of the video, write, "We made it." Okay. Um, subscribe. Turn on that notification bell so you know when I post. Um, and what else? Am I missing one? Oh yeah. Follow me on Instagram at Vine Philo and Twitter at Vine Philo and TikTok at Dphile, D-P-H-I-L-E. It is always a joy to spend this time with you, to talk to you, to love on you, to, you know, express how I'm feeling. Thank you for being here with me this week. And I'm happy that we could be here this week because boy, was it a fucking close call. Okay. I think it's, it it was just a little bit of test to the universe, I guess, but everything happens for a reason and I'm thankful for it all. I'm extremely thankful that I could be here with you because I really wanted to be here with you this week. Um, So yeah, I love you. I really do. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> y'all are my friends and I love y'all so much. Like I really do. And like, it just feels like such a warm hug every time we get together. It's my favorite part of the week. And like you know, on TikTok earlier today, somebody said, "Why don't you take a break?" And I was like, "Besides the fact that like when I I have a habit of when I take breaks, I quit. Uh, not don't want to do that. Um, but also like I feel like I'd miss you. Like I'd miss my friends. Like I'd miss seeing the comments that you leave on YouTube. Like I would miss that. Like I've I like we've gotten so familiar with each other. Like I know you guys. Like I really do. So yeah, I think I would miss it. So." I love you. I will talk to you later. Goodbye, lovey. Big tight hug for the week. Bye.